which are Fitzkerrigan and Christian Mott. Hello and welcome to the Sports Way Podcast. It's Fitzkerrigan and Christian, and Christian Mott. Mott. Yep, coming from California. Um, thank you, guys. Having... Yeah, I'm in California for a little bit to visit Christian, so we're excited. But um, do CJ's Neato Stat of the Night, which is presented by no one. Okay, so instead of talking about NBA, which most of my CJ's Nito Stat of the Night are about, we're heading on to baseball, and we're talking about Philadelphia Phillies' Aaron Nola. Um, he, stru- he struck out 10 straight New York Mets batters over the course of a couple of innings. Obviously, there's only three outs per inning, but he struck out 10 in a row, and that's a, and he broke. That's like out- four innings. I know, and he tied, so that means he struck out everyone, yeah, and he tied a record that has stood, uh, like, uncontested for 50 years. Wow. Um, it was first set by Tom Seaver, who's a Hall of Fame pitcher, but anyway, yeah. um, that's just an amazing feat and a great, um, accomplishment. great job, great, yeah, great accomplishment, great job by him, excellent performance, sometimes, some pitchers are lucky to even get 10 strikeouts in a game, and then he yeah. got... 10 strikeouts in a row, but great job to him. And yeah, um, he's definitely put his name on the map because I never heard of him before. But yeah, I'm not. What, what's ball. his name? Aaron Nola, N O L A, for the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. Okay. And that concludes CJ's Nito Stat of the Night, presented by no one. Okay. Fitz's Fantasy has to be um, two things are for Fitz's Fantasy, and actually three. And there are three new head coaching jobs in the NBA. Emmy Udaka is the new head coach of the Boston Celtics. Jason Kidd is the new head coach for the Dallas Mavericks. And Chauncey Billups is the new head coach for the Portland Trailblazers. So let's get into a little and bit. Fitz, Fitz, before you we go to the next topic, can you just uh, d- say like what those uh, head coaches, like what their positions were before? Because not, not, not okay. everyone might know. Emi Udaka, who is the coach of the Celtics, replaced Brad. Replaced Brad Stevens as he no, went no, up no. to general. Like what they were before. Oh, Emi Udaka was an assistant coach in Brooklyn with for the Nets, and Jason Kidd was an assistant coach in Los Angeles for the Lakers. And Chauncey Billups was an assistant. It still is an assistant. He'll he's still being an assistant right now, but he's the assistant for the in Los Angeles for the Clippers. But after the Western Conference Finals or after the season is over, if they do advance to the finals, then um which they probably won't. But anyway, he'll be the coach of um the Blazers. And we'll work with like Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and those guys. So I also have one question as well. Does Chauncey Billups have any other like head coaching experience or is this his first time? This is like his first big time. Okay. So, I'm excited to see what he can bring. I think he has a really good mind for this. Yep. So, that concludes Fitz's Fantasy, presented by no one. Okay, let's move on to uh, NBA uh, playoff games um, for conference finals for my Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks and for your Los Angeles Clippers and the Atlanta Hawks. Yep. Three of the four teams are uh, teams. Pretty impressive for that. That's pretty cool. And just 
imagining in a perfect scenario, especially for Fitz, his two favorite teams could both be in the finals, which is kind of be good because one of his two favorite teams is going to win if they're both making it to the finals. And I get some gear. Yeah. Suns yeah. and Bucks on opposite sides. One's in the East and one's in the West. So if they both win. Dude, if it's Clippers, Hawks in the finals, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. There's a 25% chance both the Bucks and the Suns will make it to the finals. 25? Yeah. Why? Just saying, like, each team has an even odds. So, like, it's a 50% chance that the, the Suns would win against the Clippers and a 50% chance the Bucks would win against the Hawks. So then both – and then for the odds for them both to be – to both win is 50%. So – Well, Milwaukee – 25. Milwaukee just got to come out in Atlanta. Got to win at least one game there. Um, Win one game – you got to win game five on your home floor. To get that momentum, and then maybe you can win game six, if not win game seven on your home floor in front of your fans. Yep. And for game and and for the Suns, uh, you got to take, uh, hopefully game four from the Clippers, and game you got to get game five at home. Uh, with that stuff, no status on Cameron Payne. Abdel Nader will be available for the first time in the playoffs after going undergoing knee surgery that he suffered in April. And he'll be ready to go. He'll suit up for the first time since April, uh, tomorrow for the Suns against the Clippers. And so, which are we gonna? Which team are we gonna dive into? The Suns and the Clippers, or the Bucks and the Hawks? Uh, we're gonna dive into the Bucks and the Hawks, and then the Suns and the Clippers. Okay. So tell us about the game today, Fitz. Um. Well, it was it was a blowout. I'll, I'll find... do, you, do you have the score? Uh, one. I think it's one twenty to eighty one. One twenty to eighty one. It was about? 125 to 91. Okay. Yeah. Something, something I was close. Absolutely destroyed them. It was awesome. It's fun know. to watch. We, me and Fitz both saw it live. Yeah. Which uh, I mean, we saw the second half live. Yeah. We were, throwing, we were on the beach. So that game was definitely won in the second quarter. Oh my God. Yes. That was when the Bucks came alive because in the first quarter, um, it was the, like, meh. Yeah, meh. the first quarter, they and were. Then, they were like up six at the end of the first quarter. They up six, but at the end of like the second quarter at halftime, they're up by like thirty or something. I know it's insane. That. Yeah, like I, like I, I can't believe it. What would you say the Bucks did? Um, that just got that powerful win and statement win over the Atlanta Hawks. Well, they got they guarded Trey Young pretty. Drew Holiday, you got to give him a ton of credit on that. Mm-hmm. Um. You guard made sure that he couldn't pass the ball and get other guys going, like no other guys were going. Um, in that, in that game, kind of. Yes, yeah, true. I I really think while the Bucks did score like a ton, they scored forty three points in the second quarter, which is sometimes uh, whole teams don't even score that much in a half if it's a little game. But yeah, the um they scored Atlanta only scored um. Seven, wait, 45 and a half. Yeah. I don't know why it started with 70-something. I don't know. That's kind of weird. I know. That's crazy. But I think um, the, it mainly started with their defense, as Fitz pointed out. They were just able to stop the uh, the tricky stuff with, um, yeah, you know, with uh, Trey Young, how he drives in. Um, they, they were able to force so many turnovers. Trey Young, I believe, had like 10 turnovers. Um, oh, nine turnovers. If, yeah, and that's just way too much, especially for a point guard predominantly at taking most of your uh, – holding the ball most. 
they were just able to really shut him down and uh, know what he was doing and um, like get uh, like he was basically they were able to uh, be one step ahead of what Trey Young was trying to do and the and the whole Atlanta Hawks were trying to do and this was just definitely a statement win for the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, Chris Middleton didn't even get going that much either it was mainly Giannis and Drew Holiday again. Mhm. Yeah, that's a big um that's a big thing to uh get going. It was Giannis like Drew Holiday really stepped up. Like you got to step up when Chris Middleton steps up. I mean everybody's like they stepped up a ton. They scored like 47 points. I mean, that's the rest of the team scored 80. But even though um, Middleton kind of struggled, especially in point wise, he did have the best plus minus of the team that day, uh, this game with a plus 42. So that's still pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and let's, let's, let's go into the Hawks. Dude, that was a. So that should just be frustrating for it, them. It's, it's uh, I mean, it's pain. It's like a punch in the gut. Yeah. Um, what do they need to work on to go? Because you take this back to your home turf in Atlanta. What do they need to work on to uh, take one or two games from Milwaukee on their home floor? Well, I think mainly what it started with was Trey Young, especially in Game One, as we saw. Um, Trey Young just went off, and that's a big reason probably the only reason why they were able to pull out that win against the Bucks, only winning by three, but Trey Young had 48 points that game, which is pretty insane. Oh, that's a, a lot of points. But then today the Bucks were able to learn from that a loss. Um, I guess they definitely, they definitely had a good practice and worked on whatever they needed to work on. And they came ready to deal with Trey Young. And they definitely did. They bottled him up. They, they forced him to take, very contested threes. He was only one from eight from three, which is definitely a big part of his game, and he, that just wasn't there for him tonight. And then, obviously, they played good team defense, not just individually like Drew Holiday or anyone. They played good team defense. They are able to bottle him up and then force him to make errant passes, which, allow, which, which caused his nine turnovers. So uh, the Hawks, what they need to do, um, as I kind of got a little off topic, I was talking about the, what the Bucks did. But, yeah, the Hawks, Trey Young just got to just got to keep scoring, and when Trey Young can't score, they need someone to help take that off the load. Because look at Trey Young with 15 points. Listen, he had 15, and he still led the team in scoring. That's how much no one else stepped up. He had 15. The second highest scorer was John Collins with 11, and uh, Cam Reddish with 11. And Cam Reddish only played because it was a blowout, and all the starters went out. So that's just a terrible team job. They need to play as a team and they just got flat out out um out skilled out everything yeah out everything out rebounded out hustled out defended and out uh out uh, like for shot like shooting too obviously so, so you know they're definitely going to learn from this i'm sure uh Nate McMillan's a very good coach and he's definitely going to know what happened what what went wrong and he's going to get their team ready to uh make it a make it a try to in Atlanta, yeah, I believe they're going to Atlanta, and they're yeah. going to learn. They're going to have the Atlanta crowd on their side, and while that was a terrible loss, they still have to remember the series is one-one. It's still tied up. It's still any one series, but that just was a gruesome loss for them. Oh, I mean, this probably. Uh, I like what you're adding to this. This probably brings their motivation down a ton. I mean, you don't. It's like you don't like you don't want to play basketball anymore, which 
no no one no team wants that. Yeah. That, I mean that that's never a good sign. Yeah, like as I mean, you said earlier, and I totally agree. That was just a punch in the gut for Atlanta fans. Hopefully they can bring it at their home so they're not no. humiliated at their home turf. We'll go Bucks. Well, for their sake, not like that I'm rooting for them. Not for my sake? No, I'm just saying for the Atlanta Hawks' sake. Like, so, okay. Yeah, okay. hopefully the angry Pac-Men. Yeah, because um... <laughs> 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 yeah, if you look angry Pac-Men, where the hell did that come from? China? Bro, remember you told me that Hawks logo looks like a Pac-Man, dude. Well, they're it's not angry. <laughs> well, that's how that dude on TikTok. Remember you showed me those TikToks. That's how he'd probably say it. The angry Pac-Man, the dude that doesn't know the the horny know. helmet man, like like that guy. Yeah, that dude who. The, yeah, the, the, the dude who said his dad gets the yeah. logo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'd probably say the angry Pac-Man. Yeah, the Hawks. Angry, angry Pac-Man. Yeah. Well, he, he said for my bucks, oh, another angry animal, angry antelope. And he's like, no. Yeah. So for anyway, um, that's it for bucks, sons. Uh, I mean, no, Jesus. Bucks, Pac-Man. Bucks, angry, uh, angry antelope and angry Pac-Man. Um, he'll probably say for the sons, it looks like a basketball with a sun sticking out of it. Basketball sons. Yeah. Um. So now let's go on to Clippers Suns. Well, this is a very interesting series. The Okay, uh, you asked me the questions about this. Okay, I'll just give the overview. Uh the Clippers were able to stay in this game with uh a win while uh Devin Booker and Chris Paul didn't play so well. Um Paul George combined for as much points as Devin Booker and Chris Paul scored as, together. And um they definitely needed this win because if they lost, they would have been 3-0, and no one, no team's ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. Um, so now we'll, I'll ask some questions for Fitz. Um, what 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 did you see that went wrong? I, this is two questions. What did you see that went wrong with the Suns? Even like I'm kind of surprised if you just look at the like look on paper. I feel like the Suns should have won this game because they got Chris Paul back, and the Clippers still don't have Kawhi. But they're somehow able to pull out the win, the, the Clippers, and so that's number question one. I'll let you answer that one. Why they lost? Yeah, what happened? Well, first of all, when Chris Paul was in quarantine, he was too busy making TikToks instead of practicing on uh, like what he needed to work on. Campaign went out uh early in the first quarter. I mean, like late first quarter, early second quarter, he was out for the game. That might have played a big difference because Paul didn't have, like, a backup to rely on for that. Um, Payne is usually his backup, and Payne's been doing pretty well. So if this is a big injury, then that's not good for us. Um, you just got to play You got to play together. I mean, Devin Booker um, played with a broken nose. That's never easy. Um, Chris Paul played for the first time in, like, 11 days. And, I mean, they were just all rusty, and their shots weren't falling, but – if they have a good day of practice, if they had a good day of practice today, I think they'll be able to be ready for tomorrow. Yeah, that's a good point you made about Chris Paul because if you look back about at uh, the Nets uh, Bucks series when James Harden got injured and he a, a a majorly rusty when he came back his first game, then he got a little bit more into his groove. But I guess that's just what happens when you miss a couple beats of basketball. You don't 
you don't always hit the stride, hit the yeah stride running or whatever. I don't know what the saying is. Hit the ground running. That's what I meant. Yeah. So um, he's probably gonna get back into it. And if I were the Clippers, I'd be very nervous. So now, um, because he's probably not gonna have a bad game up, uh, last game. Now Hopefully. another question for Fitz. Um, how how do you think the loss of campaign is gonna affect the Suns? Do you think this could be like a a very uh, major blow, and this could maybe like help the Clippers a lot. Well, um, it's a blow, but I wanted to say it's like a major blow. Um, you just you got to play together, play strong. Uh, guys got to step up if you want to get this win, and they just got to play uh, together. This isn't tennis, so it's an individual sport. You got to play together as a team to be able to come out with this win. But if you're the Clippers, I say you take advantage of not having a backup for Chris Paul. So he's going to have to play extra minutes when he's been a little rusty because of COVID and stuff. So, I mean, it, we just got to do what we got to do and uh, get the job done. Who do you think the, the pressure, that pressure of the campaign's absence is going to fall on? Like, like what player or like players? A, like, a, like each one more uh, is going to have to play some extra minutes. Um, Chris Paul is going to have to play extra minutes. Um, just every a lot of guys are gonna have to play extra minutes. Yep, and I think that's it. I, yeah. I can't really think of any other questions mm-hmm. for you. Well, uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining us. If you listen, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.